0: I wish there was a book, that someone said that it was going to be like this, and um, all the ways that I could have uh, realized that some of the things, the hurdles that I had to go through in that first year are, they're part of business. They actually... It's like a rite of passage in a way. And if I could tell somebody and every new agent, look, you're going to go through this one thing or these 10 things, it's going to be painful, but it's just part of building your craft.
1: I'm facing in this age of information. Welcome back to the Trials and Tribulations podcast with Real Estate Dave. My name is David Fenster, a licensed realtor and marketing director with American Destiny Real Estate in Philadelphia. Uh, I apologize for the delay in episodes with the holiday and all. It was, it was really hard to you know get everything together. A lot of family things, friend events, um, real estate work. Uh, My schedule was just, like, very hectic. And then when it came time, I just really wanted to hit the decompress button once Christmas came around. Worked a couple radio shifts uh, over the holidays, and I really just wanted to have some me time. And I'm really glad that I did because now going into the new year, oh, happy new year, by the way. Happy 2020. I hope everybody had a fantastic New Year's Eve. Going into the new year, I wanted to, you know, get my chill time out of the way, and now I'll start to really hit the ground running. In today's show, we have Shelly Zavitz, a broker in Oregon who is also the author of Your First 365 Days in Real Estate. It's a fantastic book. For me, I know I'm on day 211, and I totally Google counted, researched that number to get to this day on uh, January 9th. And whether you like real estate, or not, whether you're into real estate or just listening for the pure uh, enjoyment of this podcast, which thank you very much, by the way, you'll get a lot from Shelly. Her book about her first year in real estate um, kind of can resonate with anybody who's going through any kind of struggle and just overcoming that because that is the, uh, that's kind of the main theme of this podcast, trials and tribulations, for starters, and also... Um, just how to keep a strong mindset and just to keep pushing. Um, what's new with me? Well, first of all, I had a nice uh, New Year's Eve with my friends. We had a nice little soiree. Hung out at the house. Hung out at the bar next door. Went back and forth. It was a really nice evening. Nothing too crazy, which was which was nice because I didn't. New Year's Eve is a lot of money. First and foremost, a year ago we went to Xfinity Live. Which was a lot of fun, but I didn't I didn't need to do that another year in a row. I like being around the people that I'm close to and I don't need to go out into a bar um with a bunch of random people, which I like meeting random people, but New Year's Eve, it's a nice celebratory thing with friends, which was really cool and, and I'm and I'm glad we uh did it that way. I had an intramural basketball game last night. It was a lot of fun. We were winning the entire game up until The buzzer. Yep, we lost on a buzzer beater. We were winning all game. We only had five guys. We were tired. We were running around like crazy. And then ultimately on the last play, the other team hit a shot to take the lead by one. And that was probably the only chance we had to win a game all year. I promise you, I can tell you, when that shot went in, I hadn't laughed that hard in so long, you know, the irony of everything about that game, about that shot going in was just we, before the game, me and my friend, we were just like, yeah, I think we have a really sh- good shot to win today. You know, I, we only had five guys, but, you know, we're, we're solid. We're decent. You know, some of us are small, but some of us are also pretty big and, ha- and can uh, score pretty well. It just, you know, didn't pan out. The way we'd liked, of course, and every other team is bigger and stronger than us, so you can just kiss those um leads goodbye. oh man, that was a that was a heart wrencher, but honestly, it's just intramural, so you can't you really, really can't take it that seriously. um The other day, uh, I had a marketing meeting as marketing director with my brokerage um It was really cool to kind of lay out a nice little plan that I think will be pretty fruitful. My broker at our holiday party at Barcade got me two books. Um, one of them is Your First 365 Days in Real Estate uh, by Shelly Zavitz. And then after I read that book, I was so compelled to just shoot her a DM on Instagram to see if she can come on, and she was willing right from the start. It was it was really awesome. Um. Some one of my favorite points from the interview um is talking about how like this first year in real estate is a real rite of passage. And that that stuck out to me a lot because being in the midst of my first 365 days, I there has been many ups and downs. Um it was it was really awesome. Oh speaking of ups, I also Closed on my first house a month ago. I totally—I don't know why I forgot to bring that up. That was such a huge deal, and it was so awesome. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, that was a huge weight off my shoulders, and that was also in part of the reason why I took a break from from the uh, the podcasting. To summarize that deal in an analogy that would make sense for most of you. Say for example you're an NBA player or you're you're playing basketball in some kind of intramural game whatever it is you're playing really well in the first half you can't miss you're playing good defense you're finding the open man and then in the second half you're just you're just on a you're just on a cold streak you're bricking threes you're turning the ball over you're not really sure what to do but then you you Get aggressive at the end of the game and you find this one layup that you, that you craft and it goes in and you see the ball go in the basket and it's like, wow, that felt great. And then you're, you're back on the horse again. That's what closing that deal was like. Everything was going so smooth uh, in November and then come December and, you know, as it came closer to closing, things started to kind of get a little rocky. But nonetheless we made it through we got over the hump and now my clients are enjoying their time in this duplex in Upper Darby and i'm very um i'm very happy that i was able to close this deal being a new agent it felt very liberating to me but most importantly i'm happy that they're happy and that's the name of this game you have to be consistent when dealing with things like this because you, No matter if it's going good or bad, you have to be there for them. And that's kind of the overarching theme of real estate. Um, one of the, my favorite things to say is consistency is key. You just have to follow up. Two of my clients um, who recently signed a lease um, were kind of in between. They weren't necessarily in between me and another agent, but they had other agents show them around properties that they just kind of researched online. They went out and just, like, did their own research while I was looking for places with them at the same time. And I was the only one that kept following up with them, showing them more places to go. We probably toured, like, ten places, ten apartments, until we found the right one that they really wanted. And they were very appreciative of me for being consistent. You know what else is consistent in my first 365 days of real estate, lockboxes. They always like to mess me up. I don't understand. I never did anything to the lockbox. I've had so many lockbox experiences with wrong codes, bad locks, misplaced descriptions. It's ridiculous. I mean, one time with these same clients that I'm talking about who just, you know, signed the apartment at least a couple months ago, They told me that this lockbox was in the back of some stairwell on the first floor. So I go there. Lockbox? Nope. Not there. So I go up to the fifth floor where this specific unit was. I check in that stairwell. Nothing. There's a basement gym in the unit, in the complex. Nothing there either. So we're all looking at each other like, what the hell is going on over here? So... After a couple more attempts of looking for lock boxes, I got nothing. Nothing's there. So we're like, all right, guys, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, but w- there's just nothing we can do. I've tried to make phone calls to the listing agent. Still nothing. So we, d- so we decided to scrap it. We we're walking out of the door. But then I see this guy sitting in a chair. I guess he, he must have been some like security guard or something. So I'm like, hey, man. How you doing? I just uh, was wondering if I can get into, you know, this unit, unit 505. And he goes, Okay. And I was and I know Spanish a little bit. I took Spanish in high school. So I was obviously I mean, I know that means the word what. So I was like, I repeated myself. I was like, yeah, can I get into unit 505? And he was like, oh, no, I don't speak English. I mean, he just didn't say it in English, but, you know, you get my point. So I'm like, oh, God. So I had to bring out my Honor Spanish 4. Actually, no, I dropped that class in high school. Honor Spanish 3, um, back in high school days, had to bring out the old linguistic tricks. And I was like, okay, yo, Necesito, intro, unit 505. And then he was like, oh, Necesito um, go, to go upstairs in Spanish. And I was like... Yeah, I just kept none of my head, CC. We ended up getting to the room. Um, obviously, there was no lockbox because there were no lockboxes, or the lockboxes that were there were for other units. And we spent, like, five minutes just watching this guy just try to jam the door open. He eventually jammed the door open, and we were all good. Um, we got to see the unit. It ended up not being the unit that they wanted, but that's just another lockbox Um mishap for me and I even had one of those yesterday and the day before that I had some showings in South Philly and Point Breeze and Queen Village and Fishtown the past couple days with the same client well with a different client but my client came with me for all of these different showings in the past couple days and Point Breeze that was a breeze no pun intended but when we got to Queen Village we it was like a multi it was like a multi-unit building I go open my phone in showing time to see what the code is. I see it's 0210. and I'm like, "All right, two for two unlock boxes today. Let's do it." Nothing. I'm using, I'm doing the code. I'm trying to open it with my thumb with the slit, and I'm like, "Do I need to do more thumb exercises? What's going on?" And then my client tries it, and this is when we're in Queen Village. Two days ago, we went. We're in South Philly. We are in Fishtown today, yesterday. Um, so, yeah, we're in Queen Village. I'm trying to do this thing, and I'm like, all right, I got nothing. I tried calling the listing agent of said property, nothing. And then I'm on the phone with an operator after I tried to call the listing agent um, for that same company, and she was like, hold on, let me get right back to you because they were under the impression that that was the code. There was a little um, knob on the front of the door, um, so I could, you know, knock on it. So I used the knocking tool and, you know, perfect timing. Guy walks out and he's like, hey, who are you guys? And I was like, I'm a licensed agent here for showing, yada, yada, yada. And he goes, yeah, well, the code is blah, 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 blah. Different from the other one. So I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Try the code. It worked. I mean, the door was already open, so I didn't need the code. But I still wanted to get this sat- satisfaction Of opening the box. Um, we were in Fishtown yesterday, now. And, I have the code, yet again, on Showing Time. Blah, 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 blah. Use my thumb. Nothing. And it's also, it was also really cold yesterday. There was even a, uh, a snow skull. I believe that's what it's called. It was just a complete blizzard. This was after the blizzard, because this was later in the day. Mini Blizzard, I should say. And my client comes over and she's like, oh, yeah, I got it. Boom. Easy thumb. Easy thumb movement. Lock box pops open. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Saw the unit and then we went over to another unit um, a block or two away. And that, that lock box was easy to open. But then when we left, when we left, it just wouldn't shut. And I'm like, dude. You got like you got to throw me a freaking bone here like Dr Evil. I mean, come on. Ended up like really jamming it a couple times, finally got it shut. I was like, "Man, these lockboxes, if anything, if one thing, you know, they are <laughs> they're consistent." All right, we're going to bring it to that interview with Shelley Zavitz now, author of Your First 365 Days in Real Estate, broker in Oregon. Super fun interview. Super energized. You guys will get a lot from this. I really hope you enjoy this. I'll be back afterwards to kind of recap it, and I'll see you guys in a couple minutes. All right, joining me now on the Trials and Tribulations podcast with Real Estate Dave is Shelly Zavitz, a broker in Oregon and author of Your First 365 Days in Real Estate. Shelly, how are you? And happy New Year!
0: Happy New Year to you too. Thanks for having
1: me. Of I'm course. Doing great. Awesome.
0: In Portland, Oregon.
1: Hell yeah. That's that's the only way you got to live, right? All right, Shelly, for the listeners, um, delve a little bit into your background um, and what got you to become a broker in Oregon. I
0: was in um, BC, Canada. I was working for Virgin Radio as a creative director, and um, I've been working in broadcasting for about 15 years. And my personal life was kind of drawing me away to the United States, so I moved to Portland, Oregon, and um, I kind of was like, "Well, I don't really want to do broadcasting anymore. What's another thing that I'm really good at?" So um, I was thinking about. It, I was like, "Well, I really like real estate because when I was in Vancouver, I was buying and selling condos with a partner, and we were kind of fixing them up. And I wouldn't say we were flippers, but you know, we were investors for sure. And I saw the power of." of how much you can make in real estate if you do it right so i was like well that's the other thing that i know really well i think i want to be a real estate agent and i mentioned it to two of my four friends that i knew in town and they're like oh yeah you would be awesome i would trust you you know so much about it already you should totally do it so sort of like snowballed from there and i ended up becoming a broker in about i think uh two months
1: Wow, that's so that's so great. And you know, it seems like it's been working out a lot. that vote of confidence definitely propelled you forward from for, especially because where you are right now. but uh, so congratulations on that. Thank you. yeah, I of, of, of course. So touching back on your radio background uh, before we kind of get into the book a little bit, how do you apply those skills to your everyday life, being a creative director and all and now applying that to real estate? Well, I think
0: that um, part of My job as a creative director is we dealt with a lot of uh, advertisers and commercials. And if you think about it, if you're a pop radio station and you're competing with another pop radio station in town and you're trying to convince somebody to buy air from you 30 seconds, right? What are you going to do besides give them ratings that makes what you're doing for them different? So our whole philosophy when we were um, working with advertisers was how can we change their experience? Not only are we going to you know, write them a good commercial, let's say, that works, but also how can we improve their business? So we bring them in and we would do these things called creative encounters. And it would be about an hour and a half and we would just break their whole business And put it back together. And that experience was what we became known for. And I'm really, actually really proud of that. I had this one advertiser. He was a car salesman. And he he came in for a creative encounter. And when he left, he shook my hand and he said, Shelly, I've never had that before. I thought I just sold cars, but I sell so much more than that. I sell an experience. And what I do now for real estate is I think about my buyers and my sellers as how can I improve their experience so that they don't want to refer anyone else but me. And that's what I have been going on from day one and I wanted to be a 100% referral business and I am about 78 right now so I'm super stoked it's working and yeah.
1: That's awesome especially getting that car salesman to feel like that must be such a tremendous feeling and to apply that to real estate and you've been doing it for so long that's so awesome. And before we get into the actual um, details of the book, what inspired you to necessarily write this?
0: Um, well, I had just overcome my biggest failure. And I was in the shower and I was thinking about it. And I was like, what? If I did this differently, how could I have not been in that position? And I was thinking about it and I was like, you know... I could have done this and this, and I wish there was a book that someone said that it was going to be like this, and um, all the ways that I could have uh, realized that some of the things, the hurdles that I had to go through in that first year are—they're part of business. They actually—it's like a rite of passage in a way. And if I could tell somebody and every new agent. Look, you're going to go through this one thing or these 10 things. It's going to be painful, but it's just part of building your craft. So, I was in the shower and I was thinking about it so I got out and I wrote on this cue card. I think it was, I wrote the first 365 days in real estate and I sent it to the president of my company who's also my coach. And I told her I was like, would anyone read this book? And she's like, "You absolutely have to write it." And I was like, "Well, I'm going to want to make it funny and It's going to be ridiculous, because that's how I am as a person. (laughs) So um, hopefully that translates. And so I ended up writing it based on, on that, just that I wanted to sort of reach back to other people and say, what you're about to go through is completely normal, just keep going, so...
1: Well, I can say firsthand that I could not put down the book as soon as I first started reading it. And for me, being on day 207, 56% of the way through my first 365 days, that definitely struck well with me. And I'm sure whoever else has read it or will be reading it. Maybe after they listen to this, they'll, they'll definitely feel that as well. So thank that you again. That means the
0: world to me. That we, It really does. And I will have to say, like, there's no like big, broad brush that makes you successful. You're going to have to work. You know, it's not a book that says if you do these 10 things, you're going to be a millionaire. Oh, no. It's not how, how real estate works. So just to put that
1: in there yeah I, I, I just I mean I just sold my first house and it was all so smooth thank you so much yeah the closing was about a couple weeks ago but the the main thing that like my point with that is I, everything that first month of, of the transaction was going so smoothly and then boom at the drop of a hat everything started going haywire so nothing's really set in stone it really so, isn't um, no, but, yeah, I think
0: it's going great. And then oh, yeah. One thing, one emotion, one act, one accidental something not even on your part and you have
1: to deal with it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. The whole month of November, like I was on the moon. I was just so ecstatic. And then everything I just know. went. <laughs> everything just goes haywire. And when I was in my real estate courses about a couple of years ago, or last year, I think it was. My professor was saying, yeah, you know, no deal, no deal goes the same. So that definitely, oh yeah. Congratulations
0: though, because that's a really big thing. The first one is the hardest one.
1: Yeah. You know, I was, I was doing a lot of apartments. I was, I've done a couple leases. I've closed a couple of those, but a house is definitely a different feeling. You know, giving the keys to, to your client, it's, it's a feeling like no other.
0: Yeah. And stay in touch because they, you just help them through one of the biggest things they're going to do in life. Oh yeah. To them, they worship you, so stay in touch and they'll become a referral source
1: for you. Absolutely, for sure. oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. So exactly. now, let, 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 thank you again. So let's, let's get into the book now. So towards the beginning you talk about your AP or accountability partner and how she kind of played a huge role in your growth as a realtor. What was your first impression of her? And, and for the listeners, touch a little bit on your relationship and how you kind of grew from that. Okay, uh, well
0: the, first the AP is the accountability partner and I didn't even know I needed one. It was an accident. We both um, sort of started our journey at the same time. We both started the new agent classes within a week of each other. We both joined the brokerage within a week. We both passed the exam within a week. You know, it was sort of like an accident. But when I met her at first, I just, she was kind of like, you know, she had a sales background. She was super driven. And when you talked to her, she was really authentic. And when she, she asked you a question. She actually wanted to know the answer, which is rare. <laughs> and I, when I watched her talk to other people and to her clients, I was like, okay, she's like charming, but also she she cares a lot. And I, I was like, wow, okay. She's somebody that, that I want to watch go through this. And then when we got to places where it was like, oh, I don't, I don't know how to do that or I messed that up or or I'm struggling, or I can't lead generate, or I don't have any business, I don't have anyone in my pipeline, we should sort of talk to each other, but it was more like, well, I think that will come if we just keep doing X, Y, Z, you know, so there was like that confidence, we are staring at the same wall we both had to hurdle, and we, we just talked it out a little bit, but also it was sort of like, well, if you can do it, so can I, so...
1: And that, yeah. And having that having that confidence, that kind of person in your corner will definitely, you know, do so much for you. And and kind of going off that a little bit in chapter seven, um, the title is mindset. And one thing that struck out to me on page 95 was your little letter to the universe, basically praying (laughs) and and asking what gives you uh, to give you um, what makes you the happiest. Um, Would you say that kind of, you know, that dealing with your accountability partner that played a part in that?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think that you can really just draw into your life. I know it sounds kind of woo, but I think that you can draw into your life anything that you decide. You can be and do anything if you just try and put it out there and accept that failure is coming or rejection is coming or, heaven forbid, you actually succeed. Like, so many people don't do anything because they, they're just afraid, Right, so yeah. my Leonard in the universe is sort of a, um, hey, can you guide me? And I'm going I'm going for it. So that's sort of what that's about for me. Like it's a way to talk myself into sort of trying something that scares me.
1: And in your own words, what you think about, you bring about. So that was that was also right after that. That also stuck out to me very nicely. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, if you're gonna th- if you're at an open house and you're thinking about how bad the day when, or you got the kids out late, or, and you bring all that energy, people pick that up, right? Or if you're at an open house, and you're like, let's do this, I am ready, I'm getting a client, or i'm ready to help somebody in your mindset you just that's what you give away and what you give you get back right so i just i think mindset and how you bring yourself into a situation is one of the most important things in sales
1: well people are just naturally attracted to positivity so sure. yeah they're, they're they're gonna everybody wants to feel happy so they're just gonna go to that person and I know talking with you on the phone, that like you have this sense of confidence, this positivity and explains why it's been working out so well for you. And now for the, uh, for, for the common man or for the, the new realtor it, within their first 365 days, let's go ahead a little bit to chapter nine about marketing. Um, one thing that I think people can take away from that is if they're trying to learn like how to market in real estate, the one point you made about keeping it simple definitely um goes well with that what does that mean for someone who's kind of getting their feet wet with real estate marketing
0: well i would say firstly um you can't be all things to everyone and to think that you can is just going to kill any kind of budget that you have your resources like time um so what i would suggest is first like choose a niche market that you can consistently touch And then the other thing is, you know, you want to be choosing things that you can afford. And you need to be looking long-term. So have a marketing plan and strategy, right? So it's not just what are you going to do for the first 90 days, which matters, but what are you going to do for 12 months? And you're going to hit those people for 12 months. And how many times are you going to do it? And with what um, materials are you going to do? Direct marketing? Are you going to write notes? Um, Like, just brainstorm the best way within your budget of how to do it and then stay consistent. Don't stop doing it. If you don't see any results, don't stop. A lot of advertisers, like even when I was in radio, they would come out on and they would buy two weeks of advertising. Well, two weeks of advertising, unless you had a really, really good message, doesn't do much. You don't get any results. But the person that was on all year And consistently touching people and telling them why they're different from the other real estate agent down the street that's where you get traction so put a marketing plan together make it 12 months and do it consistently
1: that's really awesome I'm sure a lot of people will take so much for that or in fact I know that because I deal with a lot of people who like to be on social media looking to start their businesses and that'll definitely be something that works out for them. I realized in, in this conversation, I've been creeping up the ladder in chapters. So I'm gonna put a little pause on that. I want everybody to who's listening to be able to get the book and find out the whole story because it, it truly is an amazing book. Uh, as we wrap, yeah, we don't wanna spoil the ending. Nobody likes spoilers. <laughs> Uh, my, my I'm a big Star Wars nerd, and my mom, um, I, I always like to see the movies with my family, but I'm always around my friends first, so I, I always go see it with them, so I already obviously know what happens, but my mom called me the other day, and she was just like, oh, I'm so mad, I just found out a spoiler, blah, 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 so <laughs> so let, let's not do that here. Um, as we wrap up, there's a, a few, few more things I'd like to ask. Um, simple question, what's the most common question you get asked about real estate?
0: um lead generation a lot of people want to know where do you get business and um in the first year it's changed for me now firstly my lead generation tactics are totally different in the first year all I did was grind and I put that grinding hat on and I just said I am just going to help whoever I can find I um worked hard at building my relationships with other real estate agents, I did two to four open houses every weekend, I took every sign call, any like bad Zilla lead, I still took all of them, because you have to remember that every single time that you're in contact with a possible client, you are practicing your craft, so you want to put your situ- yourself in a situation as many times as possible, and the you're gonna fail a thousand times and but maybe they don't connect with you in a way that you would like but you're practicing like a doctor doesn't just like walk in and do surgery right it's a craft that they practice over time yeah it's not like those okay, okay
1: commercials
0: exactly exactly like i had a doctor in my car yesterday we were looking at we we're touring around and she's in anesthesia and she said, we were just talking about how her industry has changed a little bit. And she said, I don't want to go into that new model because I want to practice my anesthesia craft as much as possible before I get into teaching. And I was like, That's interesting because real estate is exactly the same way.
1: Yeah, it's like the wise man once said, practice something for ten thousand hours and then you're exactly. basically it. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So yeah. and you can't do that in your first year and you just need
1: to There's not enough hours in a year. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um so next question. Most new realtors aren't sure of what brokerages to choose. What how did you decide? Um well
0: I I chose my brokerage based on um the managing broker. Because I think that who you who ended up being my coach the president now but at the time she was my managing broker and I connected with her a lot and I was like okay well this is somebody that I don't you don't know what you don't know right and you're just going to go out there and you're going to try and get business and I was like I need I need to surround myself with people that want to help me a and b that have the knowledge that is of the same mindset that I have so I chose the brokerage based on that but I would suggest that The other questions that you need to be asking when you're like sitting in front of them is, what are the fees? Um, Do they have a CRM or some kind of like marketing platform that your fees will include? Because you need that. Um, I would ask about what kind of training they provide, if any, because if it's none, careful. Or if they're going to set you, set you up with like a mentor a realtor, that's pretty good too. Um, you just want to be by yourself because that's a lonely road. Um, and then the other thing, I would I would really connect with your managing broker because you might you might talk to the recruiter, right? But you want to know who's going to be managing you because that connection and that person is the one that's going to lift you up when you need it. So.
1: That's definitely um, definitely some inspiring stuff right there. And um, yeah, having someone in your corner is, is huge. You touched on that earlier you know, with your managing broker, accountability partner, so many people in your corner and, and doing this for so long, it, it definitely translates and definitely equals out. So one more question, uh, actually two more questions, I lied. Um, the the power of yes was um, one of my favorite chapters. What's one thing? What's one thing that um, the listeners can kind of gain from that before picking up the book?
0: Um, I think that when you decide that you want to be successful in real estate, you have to also decide that you have to take every opportunity that comes your way. So. That means that you're going to work really hard. So when I wrote that chapter, what I was trying to get across is success isn't an accident. You have to dive down every single rabbit hole that's offered to you. And when you say yes, chances are you're like upping the the possibility of something working out in a transaction. And I kind of go through a story about how I was exhausted and I was just finishing a home inspection on the other side of town, and someone was like, oh, I got this sign call, and sign calls never work out for me. And I was like, oh, I don't want to go all the way across town. I'm exhausted. I just want to go home and have dinner. And I was like, no, I, I am saying yes to every single thing this year because it's a potential for me to do something well. So I went over there, and I ended up getting a deal. We worked till midnight to get it done, and it was a multiple-offer situation. I hadn't negotiated. It was... Insane, and I remember I was standing in the middle of my office by myself. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> yes, I did that. I was exhausted, but I still did it. And every time that thing in the back of your mind that says, oh, I don't want to, I'm too tired, or I'm scared, you have to say yes. Do it anyway.
1: That's truly amazing. All right, Shelly, before I let you go, where can the listeners find the book?
0: Um, it's on Amazon. Um, there's also an audible version that you can download Um, I'm blogging on newrealtor365.com every Monday if you want to see what the writing's like
1: for sure Um, yeah What uh, what was your last blog post about
0: uh it was an open letter to everyone that supported the book it launched in june of 2019 and i was just feeling extremely grateful like so many amazing things have happened over the last six months but i i can't it's past anything that i could have thought would happen and i just wanted to say thank you because i just you know i really felt that we're sort of all doing this together because i've been getting a lot of letters and people that really feel like they've needed support that they haven't been getting support and I I just
1: wanted to say thank you from my bones you you can definitely feel that throughout this podcast too it's so funny that the book came out in June that's when I got my license so it looks like it correlates Nice. yeah uh, so funny all right Shelly thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today really enjoyed this interview I hope everybody else does as well I'm sure they will uh, it, yeah, so I, I, I got nothing else. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thank you.
0: I really appreciate you. Okay. Good luck in, in 2020.
1: Thank you. Yeah, new year, new decade, new opportunity, uh, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. Happy New Year, Shelly. That's Shelly Zavitz, broker in Oregon and author of Your First 365 Days in Real Estate. Make sure to get it on Amazon, and there's also an audible version, or check out her blog on newrealtor365.com. Alright guys, welcome back. Hope you guys enjoyed that interview. I know I had so much fun. I'm sure you can tell. Um, You guys know where to get the book. It's on Amazon. There's an audible version. Go to newrealtor365.com You can also go to my Instagram page at real underscore estate Dave and I have a picture with the book cover um, the Instagram page, her Instagram page all tagged in it. So if you want to get in contact with her or you know, buy the book. You can do that through there as well. Shelly's just awesome, man. She's just so great. Um, to write that book really kind of inspired me and motivated me to really um, write my goals down, really hit the ground running with this. And also it was nice to nice to read, at least in the beginning, finding out that she had a background in radio for 15 years and I'm currently working in radio right now. So, and when she wrote the book, when it came out, that's when I got my license. So I don't know if it's fate, but there's definitely some, there's definitely some, you know, correlation between, um, her book coming out and me becoming a realtor. It just gives me more motivation to want to do right by you guys. And, you know, really Um, immerse myself in this real estate business. Thanks once again, guys, for listening. Make sure you check out um, American Destiny Real Estate on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. We're all there. Check out Shelly Zavitz on her Instagram page. Just go to real underscore estate Dave. Check out my latest post. You'll see her tagged in there. Go give her a follow. Give New Realtor 365 which is the blog that she writes on a follow. You guys will really enjoy it. All right, that's enough for me today. Glad to be back doing these podcasts for you guys. Hope you guys learned something today. Happy 2020, and I will see you next Thursday. And tribulations I'm facing in this age of information. I hate this shit, cause niggas hit my phone when they want some shit. Bitches hit my phone when they want some dick. Damn it, won't be long for I disappear. Damn it, won't be long for I disappear. Damn it, won't be long for I disappear. Damn it, won't be long for I, be I disappear. You call it running